Hi, welcome to Tattoo Homewreckers. This is Gaia. I'm here with my co-host, Callista, and today we are talking about tattoo apprenticeships. It's a part two, so if you wanted to know how to get a tattoo apprenticeship, go back and listen to the first episode. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to answer a bunch of your questions. Um, We probably won't have time to answer all the questions, but we should get through a good little chunk. And then we're also going to talk about my personal methodology of how I teach apprenticeships, just to kind of give an idea of like a template for anyone who needs it and or any artist that's like interested in apprenticing someone. I can testify it is a very good methodology. So Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's it's kind of learning on the fly. So it's yeah. like parenting. There isn't like an exact thing of like, hey, mm-hmm. these are this is a perfect template, but I think that having like a general basis yes. can help artists like do the things that you kind of take for granted because that's the best part about having an apprentice Mm -hmm. is that you have to analyze everything you do and we talked a little bit about that last time Mm -hmm. and this I think helps with sometimes artists forget that you even need to learn how to talk to clients so it just kind of helps with that Um, but we'll start with our first question absolutely uh first question that we got was what do you think of an artist who didn't get an apprenticeship Okay, so let's start with, um, this is this is kind of a tricky question. It's probably yes. going to be mildly offensive to some people. Um, I personally think that it depends on the person, mm-hmm. but I would essentially counter with another question. And what do you think about a doctor that doesn't go to med school? Like, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's no... There's so many people that, like, would like to justify it and um, go around it because some of the greats have come from not having an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. But that was way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the big names in our industry now, I feel like, have done an apprenticeship. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, it's important. I, I'm, I'm just going to answer that question with, listen, I, I think it's important to have an apprenticeship. I think I can't. I wouldn't say I would suggest it. I would say you need it, honestly. Yeah. And I understand that there are different levels of apprenticeships. So there are shops that mm-hmm. are just cranking out apprentices and do not teach to what I believe is a, even a basic standard. Yeah. Um, but then it's the same thing with school, is that there are schools that do not teach to a high standard. Mm-hmm. But I think that having some sort of formal apprenticeship helps you. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, it helps you like learn how to not do things if you didn't like the way your mentor did stuff. Yeah. But I think that like personally, I'm not a fan of a self-taught artist. I think occasionally it does work out that someone can be introspective enough that they are able to do a great job and become great artists. But Mm -hmm. also that being said, very few people without apprenticeships don't fuck up people for a long time first. And usually you, if you talk to that individual, they talk about going into shops and then learning in shops, which means they just got an informal apprenticeship because they just learned from all their peers. Mm -hmm. Um, So it would be the same thing, but faster if they got an actual apprenticeship. Yes. And I kind of want to tackle onto that because um, there is this huge thing in the, like, internet right now about um, people who are being accused of gatekeeping tattooing because, yeah, it's like an actual thing. I I have very strong, yes, I have very strong feelings about it. It is a public safety um, problem. We're not gatekeeping tattooing by saying stop tattooing yourself and stop tattooing your friends. We are. It's a public safety like hazard to do that. So like I just don't understand. Sorry, I'm, I interjected. Oh, I don't okay. understand how it is any different than any other medical procedure. Yeah. If you said, "Hey, I'm going to go ahead and do all my dental work at home," Thank people you. would be like, "What the fuck? Thank no!" Yeah. But for some reason, because some asshole on the internet said, "Hey, you can buy a tattoo machine. I can also buy all the tools I need to do my own fucking teeth work." Right. But if I told everyone, like, yeah, I, I'm just going to go ahead and put a crown on, everyone would think I was fucking nuts. Yeah, absolutely. It's because incredibly... you have no fucking training. I Like, I do not understand it. And I also don't understand this idea of gatekeeping it because, <laughs> hate to break it to you, if you can't get an apprenticeship, that's on you, bro. Mm-hmm. That's like saying I can't get into med school. Well, you weren't fucking good enough. Yeah, it, it's, it's cutthroat. This industry mm-hmm. is fucking cutthroat. And again, we are not 
by any means gatekeeping. We are telling you, again, just think of it from a public safety standpoint. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly dangerous to tattoo yourself and to tattoo your friends at home. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. And I don't even want to talk about their artistic standpoint. I don't fucking care. It's the fact that you are putting yourself and other people at danger. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, that's that's my yeah, my if uh, I'm not going to do cosmetology without, yeah. if I can't microblade someone's eyebrows without going to school why can't, or having some sort of formal training, mm-hmm. then why can I not, you know, why right. can I just be like, all right, cool, let me buy this machine off of Amazon. Permanently, yeah, change people's um, bodies. Okay, well, that leads us, I think that starts us on the next question, which is why do I need an apprenticeship? Ooh. <laughs> um, and I think for everything we just said, for learning the basis of this industry and also honestly an apprenticeship sets you up for success if you come in and you say okay i'm self-taught very few shops you better have a phenomenal portfolio for any shops to even want to talk to you because the moment you jump that yourself and say no i went ahead and bought a machine and i just did everything at home it shows us a lack of respect for our industry that like those of us who worked really hard to get in the industry and then those of us who are working really hard to uphold standards. And honestly, as much as tattoo artists hate to hear me say it, I'll keep saying it. We should have more regulations. Yes, please keep saying it. We should have more um, just awareness of said mm-hmm. regulations. Yeah. We need to do better. Yep. <laughs> as an industry, we need to do yeah. better. And um, we're one of the few industries. Honestly, it's the only industry I know of, but I'm sure there are more out there that do not have any sort of continuing education. Oh, my so God. So yeah. your hairstylist has to have more continuing education than we do. Mm-hmm. And what are they doing that's going to, like, damage you to the level in which we could possibly damage you? Absolutely. And so, like, that's honestly, you need an apprenticeship to set you up for success. The same reason why you need to go to at least have a base level education school. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, why we require a high school diploma or a GED is because we want people to have a base level of education. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with your apprenticeship. Yeah, it shows again, it shows that you can like you're taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of us have like fought for just the right to hold a machine Mm -hmm. so i like the way you said it but yeah you need an apprenticeship because again trailing back to it's a public hazard yeah public safety hazard (laughs) to not (laughs) be trained under someone who knows what they're doing okay speaking of education yes one of our questions was what is your opinion on tattoo schools Oh, oh, I love this question. Mm-hmm. I do love this question. Um, I love this question because I don't know basically anything about <laughs> tattoo uh, schools. All I know is that, like, um, I know in Oregon they do require mm-hmm. uh, you to go to school for tattooing. I am a little bit, like, wary of them. Um, again, this is coming from someone who doesn't know anything about, like, how it goes down or, like, who's teaching what. But I am wary of them because um, I'm concerned that like how much influence from the actual industry do these schools actually have? That's what I'm concerned about. Are we pumping out artists who don't know anything about the industry? You know, like, well, we were, um, Caboose and I were perusing really fast before we did this episode and found a school. We won't mention like specifics because obviously we don't, the likelihood that they would hear us talk about it, obviously very slim to none, but just to cover it legally. So we can't get in trouble, but there is a school, um, Mm -hmm. And their whole, like, thing is 11 weeks, which to me is personally terrifying <laughs> because I I don't 11? think you can teach anything in 11 weeks, like, to that caliber. Fast-tracking yeah. fucking, yes. okay. And I've only met one artist who went to a tattoo school, mm-hmm. and, like, it... I would honestly have rated him as a scratcher. Like, the mm-hmm. quality of work he was doing and the lack of general knowledge... And he graduated from a tattoo school. So personally, unless it's like an Oregon situation or you know it's a really good school, which I don't know of any that are. But like in Oregon, yeah, they require it. So obviously you should go to a tattoo school because that's just the requirement. Yeah, the law there, the regulations. But like 11 weeks is a hair sketchy. If if any of you know someone who's gone to a tattoo school, please have them reach out to us because yeah. I would love to learn. I would love to know exactly. I'm, I'm very curious to see if they know way more on regulations mm-hmm. than us 
versus, you know, versus artists who like were apprenticing, like what were the, I don't know, what were the main takeaways and what were things that you missed out? I would love to know. So if you, any, if any of you know. Yeah, we, we noticed out. on the um, <laughs> curriculum that one week was dedicated to the anatomy of the skin. And that really oh, interested cool. me because that's something that I feel like as a whole, our industry is lacking yes. in any basic wound care or anatomy. Wound care, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, that's why you end up with so much misinformation mm-hmm. is because like, as a whole, our industry is lacking in education. Yep. So it's a lot of just blind leading the blind. So mm-hmm. I would be interested if I if I had an extra five grand and, mm-hmm. you know, 11 weeks to take off of work. Five fucking I, grand? Yeah. Then I would do it purely just for, like, research purposes because that's fascinating. Holy so if anyone shit. wants to front me... Like eleven weeks worth of income sponsor, and five grand to sponsor, sponsor? Gaia, please. Yeah. That would <laughs> be she awesome. Find out for herself and or just you know message us. Let us know. Yeah. I want to know. But yeah, um, basically to make my long answer very short, I don't know enough to really have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know more. Yeah, I'm very wary of them. But yeah, that's that's my answer. Mm-hmm. What's our next question? Um, let's see. So, how many hours a week should I dedicate to my apprenticeship? As many as you fucking can, dude. Mm -hmm. As many as you can. For me, it was, like, it wasn't rough, but I understand a lot of apprentices, like, obviously you still need to, like, have some sort of income to pay for gas Mm -hmm. to actually fucking show up for your apprenticeship. Um, But me personally, I put, like, work at the back burner. Um, I tried my best to be there. Um, Whenever the shop was open, I was determined to be there, even if it was just for, like, a half day. You know, I really I wanted to make sure that I was there for every second that I could be there. It's good for rapport. Um, It's also good to, again, the more exposure you get in this industry, the faster you'll find out if you even want to be in this industry still Mm -hmm. and the faster you'll learn. So, yeah. Yeah. As many as you can. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it truly just depends. I think it's right that like it's as many as you can, because there were nights that like you were so dog tired Mm -hmm. that I had to send you home because you had gone (laughs) to work at 4 a.m. Yeah. And then gone home, changed and Mm -hmm. then come right to the shop. And I would be tattooing like my idea of late is tattooing past seven because I'm a morning person. So if I could tattoo at 8 a.m. every day, I would. And when I was making my own hours, most of my appointments started at, at eight to like 10 a.m. Um, so damn dude, <laughs> when I was <laughs> tattooing to like seven, she'd be there just like damn near falling asleep. I'm like, bitch, you need to go home. You yeah. are going to crash on your way. Like, please get some sleep. But I was the person that always had to tell her as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I've seen other people that like, I wouldn't apprentice them based on the fact that they left before me. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, that to me is the ultimate sign of disrespect is that like, if you leave before your mentor is done tattooing, yes. then like. Fuck off. You don't really want it. That's like walking out in the middle of a teacher's lecture a and good, then saying that you want to fucking learn. What a good tip, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand that, um, that it is a sign of respect. Um, it was very much I was kind of lucky because I was told from the get go, like, you should be the first person to be there mm-hmm. and the last person to leave. Yeah. And dude, you sacrifice a lot of your time, a lot of your energy for that. Um, again, unless <laughs> unless one of your mentors is like, OK, you need to go home, then like, yeah, absolutely. Take that. Never say no to that. Never say no to that. <laughs> Take that opportunity to be like, all right. She says that, but she would absolutely be like, no, no, I'm good. I'm like, I'm watching your eyes just close and your head <laughs> nod. Like, dude, you there mean, were... go home and get some rest. Yeah. And then there were certain times where I was like, look, I don't want to see you tomorrow. I need you to like mm-hmm. recoup as a person. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like, you should be there like as much as humanly possible. Yes, as much as you can, because it shows that you want it. Too. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest tips that I could give anyone is, again, uh, I think I talked about this in the first part of our apprenticeship episode, but you want to make sure that, like, the people in your shop give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that, like, even when you're dog tired and you don't want to be there, all the, you've su- somehow wormed your way into everyone's hearts and people are rooting for you. Yes. You know? Um, but, yeah, that's the answer. As much as you physically can. And (laughs) um, just to build on that a tiny bit, Mm -hmm. the more time you spend there, the quicker you get through your apprenticeship. Yep. So that being said, if you're only spending five hours a week, expect to be an apprentice for five or ten years. Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, But if you're, like, devoting as much time as possible, Mm -hmm. then you will be able to learn a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, And that way you're able to finish in, like, one to two years. Yep. So simple. Um, this next question is like really, really sweet. And oh. it's how do I know I'm good enough to start my apprenticeship? 
start your apprenticeship. Yeah, for someone that really wants to do it, but they're not sure that, like, they're good enough yet. Bro, just hop in. Yeah, uh, the way <laughs> I feel about that is that, like, um, I will usually tell someone no first mm-hmm. to gauge their reaction. Because, like, I'm mm-hmm. the type of person that if you tell me no, mm-hmm. fuck off. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, maybe I won't do it with you, but I'm going to continue. And I think that that resilience is so important, especially in our industry, because you need that resilience as a character, like trait of you to be able to survive this industry because it is a commercial artist. So it is a really hard industry when it comes to people just being nasty, honestly. Brutal. Yeah. So I think that like having some of that built in resilience. Yeah. But I think that like if you want to do it, just fucking go for it. Yeah. Like that's it. Just go for it. Um, If you spend, if you spend your whole life waiting until you feel like you're good enough to do something before you do it, you're going to waste a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Just probably your whole fucking life. Absolutely. So just fucking just jump in. Um, know that like, this is so stupid, but um, I saw a quote a really long time ago. A lot of my big life quotes are f- something to do with Beyonce, but Beyonce was told no. And she was told that she would never be a good singer. And look at her. It's motherfucking Beyonce, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. go for it. I love that. (laughs) Very cute question. Um, And then the last one that we have, the last question we have today before we go into like the methodology Mm -hmm. is something that like I love slash hate because this question makes me really angry. So Mm. I'm going to let you go first. And it's, should I buy my own machine? No, don't do that. You don't even know where to get them. (laughs) And if it's Amazon, wrong, fail. (laughs) No, don't buy your own machine. It's I get it. It's really, it's so tempting and it's so sexy to be like, oh, I just want, I just want to touch a machine. Maybe I won't use it. That's bullshit. You're going to use it. Um, Don't buy your own machine. It, again, symbol of respect in the industry. Um, It, if you are able to show that you can wait to do that, a lot of people will be very attracted to that as like a, you know, apprentice standpoint. Like people want to see that you are patient and that you will savor that moment and plus if you wait like when you do buy your own machine it is the most magical fucking thing yeah yeah and a side note um you don't even know what the fuck you're buying so like don't (laughs) buy that shit so here's my thing buying a tattoo machine is like never ever having a sexual experience having never seen it and then just going into a sex shop and be like i'm gonna buy stuff but you don't know what anything's for Mm mm-hmm how about learn what stuff is for before you're throwing money at it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, no, dude, you don't, you don't know what you're buying. Yeah. And, and like, in my case, like, I didn't teach her coils because, like, that's outdated technology. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard us talk about that. I personally think it's stupid. Uh, Caboose has the best quote ever about it. And he talks about, sorry, I just touched her foot under the table. That's okay. Um, <laughs> and he talked about, like, why would I teach her coils? That's, like, teaching her to, like ride a horse and buggy before Mm -hmm. learning how to drive a car it is outdated technology if she wants to learn it if she wants to go like old amish style and do horse and buggy sure go ahead i'm okay however (laughs) if she would have bought a coil machine i would have probably been like "Mm, no we're i'm good thanks you're not my apprentice like that's super like first off i don't use mine anymore they're in a glass case like and also yeah ancient technology i had them up on the wall (laughs) in one of the previous shops i worked at and somebody came up and we're like, oh, my gosh, those are, like, old. That's like, They're, like, fucking five years old, dude. Yeah. You're like, no, they're they're not that old. Yeah. I use exclusively rotary. Yeah, so, like. You guys don't mm-hmm. know what you're buying. It's no. shit equipment. And any good, like, any good, good, what am I trying to say, company mm-hmm. that sells tattoo equipment always tries to verify that you're yeah. actually a tattoo artist first. So, you, chances of you getting a good machine are so slim to none. Yeah. You're not going to get one. That's a good one. Yeah. Because um, you do have to verify that you are a t- tattoo artist and you work in a tattoo shop. Yeah. And the good ones will call a tattoo shop. Oh, and they'll like, yeah, hey, find this out. Artist? Yeah. You, if they can't find you on the website, they'll call the shop. Yeah. They will, they will sniff you out. Yeah. So. Because scratchers are so prevalent, which is part of oh. that, like, do I need an ed- apprenticeship? Explain what a scratcher is to those who don't know. Um, so a scratcher, also known as a kitchen magician, um, or <laughs> as term. I knew as a living, uh, what is it? A living room wizard is what I living knew. Living room yeah. wizard. <laughs> um, are people who are tattooing not in a shop and or without a license. 
So, like, in the state of Nevada, artists are not licensed. So, like, we do not have individual licenses. But in order to tattoo and be legal, we have to operate inside of a tattoo shop. Mm -hmm. So, if I were to, say, start tattooing at home, I would be a scratcher. Mm -hmm. That being said, I will give a caveat because everyone's always like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, Most tattoo artists have done the occasional tattoo when they go to, like, visit a friend um, so, like, I did one in fucking Hawaii as a gift for, um, some friends of mine as a wedding present. Mm-hmm. And I spent three hours disinfecting a hotel room. And legit, it looked like fucking Dexter. <laughs> like, when they walked in, my friend was like, dude, are we about to get murdered? Because everything has to be covered. He said, correct. <laughs> so it was not, it's not worth it. However, if someone tells you, like, oh, yeah, my friend's a tattoo artist and they just work out of this place. But they're actually tattooers. They're fucking not. Yeah. Because we will do it on very rare occasions. I've been tattooing for 13 years, and I've tattooed outside of my studio three times. I think genuinely... it's never worth it. It's very very different, because, like, if you... I would say if 99, 97% of your time is spent in a shop, then, Mm -hmm. like, you're not a scratcher. Yeah. Yeah, but sorry. uh, But I like to give that caveat because people will oftentimes mistake somebody having a tattoo party and being like, no, they're a tattooer. They are not a real tattooer. That's a fucking scratcher. If this person's coming to your house to tattoo you and 20 other friends, they're a fucking scratcher. They are not a real tattoo artist. Because if they were a real tattoo artist, they would say, hey, it is not worth my time to disinfect your entire home and if you're working on things like carpet it is not worth me covering everything in plastic disinfecting said plastic making it full-on dexter Mm -hmm. and then tattooing you it's not worth it so when people are operating outside of a studio they are scratchers Ugh, gross yeah and as you can tell from my tone of voice i'm very passionate about this because it pisses me the fuck off dude yeah i know have some respect for the industry Mm -hmm. like get it together and again it's not gatekeeping again it's Public safety concern, you yeah. guys. If you wouldn't let your dentist do it, if you wouldn't let your cosmetologist you don't get braces do it, yeah, from your friend, then don't get a tattoo from them in their mm-hmm. house. Like it's very simple. Yeah, yeah. real simple. God. Um, okay, goodness. so now on to right. the like super nerdy part, which is my favorite part. Hooray. And um, yeah, so I'll probably do most of the talking, but hopefully Callie will like oh, chime in here and there. Absolutely. I gotcha. um, so the way that I start my apprenticeships is like now it's a little bit different because we have um, the requirement at the studio that the, our hopeful apprentices mm-hmm. have to work the front desk for a minimum of a year. So mm-hmm. that way we can decide as a studio, every artist gets to chime in on like how they feel about this person. Love it. And then that person can also develop relationships with different artists and decide like if they want to apprentice under a specific person, if they want to be a shop apprentice. Um, let me give the, probably the definition because people probably don't know mm-hmm. that a shop apprentice is just someone who is learning literally from everyone. Yep. So every single person there or whichever artists are willing to like, help them they learn from Mm -hmm. Um, and it's on that individual person to have those conversations with each artist and then an individual apprentice would be like what Callista was for myself and that is that I was just going about my business and she psycho stalked me and then I one day woke up with an apprentice incorrect so yeah she made me shave her head she said how bad do you want a tattoo and then i shaved my head and she's a stalker and she shaved her head before i met her <laughs> because she's obviously stalking me. for those of you who don't know i we had the same haircut before we knew each other yeah just so you know but um, now it's 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 on record now so i will fucking save this clip on my phone and play it whenever play i tell it. strangers yeah. that because it's my favorite thing to say it is um, yeah um, so basically i i had a mom and that was my tattoo mom yeah yeah, but so it's can, like parenting. Yeah, but you can be adopted by a whole family. Yep. And that would make you a shop apprentice. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've had both shop apprentices and individual apprentices. Mm-hmm. Usually they'll favor one person, so it is a lot like parenting, whether the whole family raises them or like one individual and like you're a single parent. Yeah. Um. So for me, you know, I start with like if I'm going to apprentice someone, then I actually start with required reading because mm-hmm. I believe that – if you are going to be in this industry, there is a lot of mental work that needs to be done first. I can feel a lot of people roll their eyes <laughs> at that because for some reason, the tattoo industry is full of people who don't believe in like, I don't know, self-help books or like self-growth, mental growth, emotional mm-hmm. growth. And it is such a vital part in becoming a tattoo artist. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Continue. No, you're good. Reading. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's how you got introduced to Brene Brown. Yeah, dude. And it saved my life. Mm-hmm. Like not just in tattooing, but it, it definitely helped a lot with tattooing, but like it, 
I don't know, it completely rewired my brain in a way that like I couldn't be more grateful for. So for any of you out there who just wants to, I don't know, uh, rewire your brain in a good way and, you know, figure out how it, how to live a mo- more wholehearted life. I can't speak English. I'm really tired. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, read Brene Brown. Yeah. What did we start on? Power of Vulnerability? Uh, the Gifts of Imperfection. The Gifts of Imperfection. Yeah, that's where I always start everyone. Yes. Um, yep. Which now I think I'll probably start them with the, um, what is it, Atlas of the Heart? Yeah. Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart. We're not sponsored, but we love you, Brene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brene is a requirement for an apprenticeship. It is. Um, it is so important. Don't yeah. roll your eyes. I feel you. Don't do that. Give it a try. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it could change your life. Mm-hmm. Um, we all. I also require Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, also, um, phenomenal yeah. book. That's how I started becoming um, pescatarian. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Just so y'all know, it really does apply to tattooing. I'm just throwing out with this random <laughs> shit that like. <laughs> so, so the way that it applies to tattooing <laughs> is that it builds a better person. So mm-hmm. I took that methodology of building better people mm-hmm. from um, Ben Bergeron, who is a CrossFit coach, and he produced several like champions several years in a row for the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. And he talked about coaching as building a better person first. So making sure, like, no, it doesn't matter what the fucking lifts are if mm-hmm. they cannot sustain the mental stress of what they're doing. And our job is a very mentally <laughs> taxing job. It is so demanding. Yeah. Every day. That's why she's so fucking tired right now, because we just got off of work. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. And so um, for me, it's the mental side of like working on like having compassion for yourself, having compassion for your clients and being able to give space because a lot of our job is that like it is therapist adjacent. Mm -hmm. So obviously we are not therapists, but people come to us with very vulnerable things and you get to decide for what you want your career to be. If you just want to be someone that's doing tattoos and you don't develop any sort of relationship, then that's fine. That's not how I work. That's not how I ideally want the entire industry to be. I personally would like our industry to have more emotional awareness around our clients because Mm -hmm. we do sit with people and we're inflicting pain. Mm-hmm. So when you're with people in pain, they lash out in lots of different ways. And if you can give space for them and also help heal them in a lot of ways, I think that's really important. And but most apprentices start fairly young, so yeah. they're not even done like developing in the sense that like they don't even have compassion for themselves. I'm yet. not even done developing, but it is very important to have compassion for yourself, especially when you're first starting out tattooing and you're an, you're an apprentice because you're going to find yourself in the mm-hmm. – uh, what is it called – the rough, the... Uh, the weeds? The weeds. You're going to find yourself in the weeds that's, a that's lot. That's Brene Brown. Yes. And in the weeds basically means that you are fucking overwhelmed. Yeah. You are just surrounded by a lot. And it can get... It gets hard. There is a lot of, like... There are so many points of my apprenticeship where I was like, dude, do I even... I need to prove to myself that I want this because mm-hmm. I don't even know right now. And so, yeah. like, to be able to give yourself compassion and move forward, again, it just builds a stronger, better human. They're all very important books. Even if you don't want to be a tattoo apprentice, we still recommend you yeah, read them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll put actually the list of books mm-hmm. in the link yep. below. Um, so I also, I personally require that my artists work out because I think that bu- building <laughs> mental fortitude happens in a gym um, and happens with physical exertion. And you also get to build b- bonds and connections mm-hmm. because there is a very weird power dynamic that happens between a mentor and apprentice. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important for them to see their mentors as human beings. And when you get to work out with someone, you get to actually like see them as a human. So like she yes. saw me working out like sweating and hurting as opposed to, I think it's the, for me, it's the quickest way to take you off that like tattoo artist pedestal mm-hmm. and put you right back to being like, yo, we're suffering together. We're in this together. Yeah. In our, in my apprenticeship, I, I, started to realize that like you and I had like really big like bonding moments when Mm -hmm. we were in the gym together because there's something about like suffering the same way that the other person is that like intrinsically there has to be some sort of DNA happening some like I don't know from our ancestors back when like we were cave men and women and cave thems um yeah (laughs) that like you when you suffer as a tribe you get so close and Mm -hmm. also um Working out, I can also feel some people roll their eyeballs. How does this have anything to do with tattooing? It is very important because it also builds that level of, like, confidence. At least for me, it built so much confidence. And, again, when I first started apprenticing, I was just in the rough of, like, mental illness, super depressed, very, like, 
anxious but like I it was because I was exacerbating it every day by like not taking care of myself and like just it was a vicious cycle of like low self-esteem but like I wouldn't do anything to like even help my self-esteem you know what I mean and when you go and you work out I know it sounds fucking cliche but you build this like trust with yourself and this Mm -hmm. love like you can't help but to like really be proud of yourself afterwards Mm -hmm. and that's important it is so important yeah well and it builds that mental fortitude but it also builds an actual strong body because that's something that like isn't discussed kind of publicly like within the industry we all complain about our backs and our shoulders Mm -hmm. because we're in odd positions Mm -hmm. and you like most tattoo artists I know have fucked up their back at some point or another and that was why I got into fitness was because I wanted to have longevity. Yes. I had watched a um, seminar with Dirk Morrison and he was talking about having a pinched nerve in his hip from sitting with his belt cutting off circulation. Mm. Um, And he had talked about like starting to do meditation for his mental health, but starting to exercise for his physical body Mm -hmm. and how that had meant that he went from being able to physically tattoo for a couple hours a day. I think it was at like three or four hours a day to then being able to tattoo for eight hours a day because he had the, strengthen his muscles to sit in these weird fucking positions yeah it really it does protect your body because um again i don't think a lot of people outside the industry know but like you fuck your shit up Mm -hmm. you fuck it up when you're tattooing it's the same with hairstylists and i don't understand why it's not like more prevalent for them to also be exercising yeah absolutely and like working on building like strong backs so that way when you're in these like when your arms are up all day your shoulders and your fucking back can support it and you're not coming home being like i'm all jacked up yeah and then having to take months off of work Mm -hmm. for like fucking your body up and like we went to a seminar and um i also thought it was really funny but one of i forgot his name he was a really talented artist and he was saying that he works out before he goes to work because then the hardest part of his day is done and i thought that was fucking hilarious because i was like yeah because at that point when you go into a tattoo you're like at least this tattoo isn't gonna make me do 50 burpees exactly like (laughs) yeah and in my case like right now i'm in a phase where i work out at night because i'm like here's the thing i have that like at the end of the day, I know that um, that for me, working out is the best part of my day. That mm-hmm. like the best part of my day is not over, so I have something to look forward to. Yeah, which is awesome. So it's like, yeah, like you have to figure out what works for you. And then the last thing that I believe like in that mental preparation that I get them before they physically like start doing anything else Mm -hmm. is the nutrition. And we go over why nutrition is important, which I'll keep it real short because I know we've gone on like quite a tangent. It's it's our podcast. Yeah, Yeah. but it's because of the whole like what nutrition does a for your body for longevity Mm -hmm. and also for your brain. Because if you're eating just garbage, then like where you were talking about being in that bad mental health that you weren't eating fruits and veggies you weren't eating anything that was fueling your body yeah so when you're putting you know i'm let's be real clear i'm not targeting like alcohol sugar anything like that Mm -hmm. i fucking love them there's literally a shot in my starbucks right now (laughs) so like i I took a shot before we started i'm not coming for anyone yeah but if you are never eating healthy foods then you aren't getting the micronutrients you need to have the correct synapses fire And so then while you're working and like while you're tattooing, while you're already slightly stressed because this is so Mm -hmm. scary and so intimidated, Mm -hmm. you don't have anything working for you. It's like pouring water in your fucking gas tank and getting mad that your car is not working. Mm -hmm. So for me, laying that baseline of creating a really solid human being allows me to take the steps forward and it makes the rest of the apprenticeship so much easier because you're not dealing with all of this like oh my god I'm like you know I'm hurting all the time I don't have the stamina of my hands I can't fucking practice for hours a day because my body's fucked so for me having that is the that base level of creating a good human is the first most important thing yep that for, mental side, dude. Yeah. Huge. And the nutrition again. Yeah. I had a doctor be like, no, well, no wonder you're depressed. Cause like I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating right. I was literally just not giving my, my body the fuel or like the exercise or the stimulation it needed to complete the stress cycle. Yep. Because funny enough, if you stay in that stress cycle and you just stay in this constant state of anxiety, you're never going to get out of it because yeah. you're not completing it. Cause you're not doing anything to help yourself. So help yourself. And you'll find that you'll go so much farther in any career, really. Yeah. But now on to the technical. Yeah, the technical stuff. Yeah, nitty gritty. So while they are doing this part, then they can start the observation. I 
I typically stick with about 100 hours of observation time Mm -hmm. because I think that there is so much to be learned just watching. And they ask questions and it's great for you as like a mentor to remind you of like, oh yeah, I should explain this and I should explain that. Um, But there's just, all they're doing is fucking watching. Sit, watch. And Mm -hmm. I get that it gets boring for them, but also fuck you, bro. It's going to get boring while you're tattooing. Mm -hmm. Build that mental resilience of fucking sitting here and watching. Because let's be real clear, for anyone who is a tattoo artist that's listening to this, solid fill for an entire seven-hour session, not really mentally stimulating. Mm -hmm. And so watching me do solid fill is probably more mentally stimulating for you as like a new apprentice. Because at least then you're like, oh, how are they doing that? That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So at least 100 hours of solid observation time. And then from there, because at that point they've watched you set up probably, I don't know, 25, 30 times. And you you start then explaining your setup, why you are laying out the items you're laying out, why you're placing them in the specific positions and also the order. So that way you can go over cleanliness and go over like what sterile packaging is versus clean packaging. So that's when you get into the setup Once you've taught them the setup, once they start doing your setup, which is a whole fucking thing in and of itself, um, you get to have some fun punishments in there, too, that I highly recommend. I don't believe in tattoo hazing in the traditional sense of just hazing to be a fucking asshole. However, I did because she left an ink bottle open. And ink is very expensive. Very. Um, (laughs) And it's really easy when you're, like, new and you're, like, learning to not remember to close stuff. So her punishment was... Oh, uh, we were doing the draw December thing. So basically, draw December is draw one piece of flash for every day of December. And there's a prompt for every single day. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, completing one piece of like fully rendered flash is like pretty, it's time consuming. You yeah. know, like it takes, it takes time. It takes effort. Um, so because I, you know, left one of her ink bottles open and like it dried and again, ink's expensive. So that ink is like gone to waste now because mm-hmm. it's dried. Um, she had me instead of doing one piece of flash do two pieces of flash but like the the thing is is like i i fucking i'll say it i fucking hate sloths fuck sloths never like them hot take she hates sloths hot take don't think they're cute there's anyways i'm not gonna get into that but it was one of the regular versions and then i had to draw the sloth version of said prompt yeah so that was my my punishment my tattoo hazing in air quotes <laughs> speaking of which side note to tattoo artists don't ask your apprentice to do anything you're not fucking doing every time oh, right. i had her do flash assignments mm-hmm. i also did flash yeah. assignments because if you're just arbitrarily assigning shit and not putting in the same amount of effort i get it that i have a career on top of that and i'm also like Teaching. drawing for tattoos yeah <laughs> you're a fucking asshole <laughs> and it be- builds once again that connection of yeah me doing draw summer with her Mm -hmm. and i didn't do the sloth assignment but i did do a naughty and nice version so when i said hey you're gonna draw two things i also went ahead and drew two things because i understood the amount of time she was doing and it helps build that connection of like hey right now there is a power dynamic because i am your teacher Mm -hmm. you are my student however we will be equal because that's what your goal should always be otherwise why the fuck are you teaching this? oh my god you had someone scoff at you when you said that you're like my goal is to make sure that she is as good of an artist as me if not better Mm -hmm. by the time she's done and someone literally scoffed at you and here i am motherfucker yeah, better than me. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm chasing her every day, y'all. She's killing me. It's fun. We're having this, like, back and forth. Um, okay, so then, you know, we do the drawings and we do setup. And yeah. then at that point, you're also doing this client interaction. So, like, this person's literally just following you around. It's like having a fucking shadow. Mm-hmm. And some days I sent her home just because I was like, dude, I need some fucking personal space. That's yeah. totally normal. If you are currently mm-hmm. a tattoo artist who hasn't apprentice and you're like oh my god i just need like five minutes from them they also need five minutes from you mm-hmm. take some time away from each other if you need to yeah we were really good at communicating that just because like we spent so much time together that we did communicate like okay yeah. you're you're good you're tired i'm tired go home yeah I'm, and we're or fine. like you know i would just like be like oh okay if you don't need me i'm gonna fuck off and like i don't know make paper towels yeah, <laughs> yeah. do all the menial tasks <laughs> yeah. that like help give me the time and energy to be able to teach yeah um and so then there's like lots of of observation of watching me do um like do the consultations because that is a whole art and I could honestly do an entire episode just on consultations and like the nuances of that yeah um and like the importance of like doing a good thorough consultation Mm -hmm. and like the legality of informed consent Mm -hmm. um 
And from there, once we're done with all of this like watching, now the watching still continues through this and so does like the setup because ideally they're gonna set you up through the rest of their apprenticeship because you wanna get that repetition of hours. You want to make sure that they can set up a tattoo like station without thinking about it because from our perspective as teachers, we wanna make sure that we set them up so that way when they start tattooing, they aren't thinking about it. This is muscle memory because they're already going to be fucking super nervous. And granted, when they go to start tattooing, they're going to fuck up their setup. But you want to set them up with as much of like confidence because when a client's watching them and they're already like this person's judging me and I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm doing. The more repetitions they have doing it, the more comfortable they feel. So that way they're like, cool, I know exactly what I'm doing. Muscle memory. Yeah. You yeah. want it just to be muscle memory. So you want lots of repetitions of like setups and teardowns. Yep. And that way they're not freaking out on that side of it. Yeah. And that requires a lot of patience on your end because like I can't tell you how many times I've fucked up your setup and like I've had my setup fucked up where I'm like, bro, it's not that hard. And then I'm like, okay, take a breath. You've done this before. You've fucked up other people's setups before. It is difficult because everyone's setup is extremely different. It's like a coffee order. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> it's not easy. And then from there starts the tattooing. Um, I, because like now I learned on pig skin because that was all that was available. Mm-hmm. Now there's lots of like fake skin. Mm-hmm. So we just ordered fake skin. Yep. And um, at that point, usually they'll just be using your machine. But that is a good point for them to then invest in their own tattoo machine. Because mm-hmm. then they get to bond with it. It's just like a car. You know, you might learn on someone else's. But if you have your own, you're going to do better off anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So that was just random noise from the computer. <laughs> so from there, they start on lines. And this is just like how we teach little kids to, to like write. So we have lines and they're just going to trace lines. Just straight lines. Just straight lines. Straight lines. No, no fucking letters. Like, this drives me nuts every time I see these, like, little, like, apprentices. And I say that in quotation marks because it's usually some kid that's watched for, like, half a month and then has a fucking tattoo machine. (laughs) So, none of these, like, doing designs, you need to work on the actual skill of being able to pull a line for multiple inches Mm -hmm. because when you are tattooing the likelihood that you're just going to pull like tiny little sections at one time is slim to none you're going to have so many designs over your career where you have to pull a six to seven inch line so you may as well get used to it now yeah, and do. like get really good at it earlier on because then once you have the basis of good line work, everything else can build from there. Mm-hmm. So we did lines, we did squares because matching up points is actually quite hard. We did circles because doing perfect circles is incredibly hard, which is why I think it's hilarious that every client's like, I could be a tattoo artist. I could do a stick man. And a stick man is probably the most difficult thing you could do because it is perfectly straight lines and a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. So then we do circles, squares, triangles, and it's just a whole sheet of those or as many sheets as they need to get good at it. Yeah. Then from there, we start practicing solid fill. Mm-hmm. So we take those shapes and we start coloring them in solid. Which also, fun fact, incredibly difficult. Yeah. I struggled the most with solid fill, I think. That was like so such a hard, hard lesson. Um, but it's so fucking important. If you want good saturation, dude, that's you got to fucking figure it out. Yeah, You got to like, figure it out somehow. yeah saturation is very important and also knowing to not overwork the skin Mm -hmm. and for anyone who doesn't know what that is that's when you have run run your tattoo machine over an area entirely too many times so if you've had some like really gnarly ass scabbing Mm -hmm. more than likely your artist overworked it yep that could be on you on healing but more than likely that's where you're at yep And then from there, we practice with those same shapes. We practice gradients and shading. Mm -hmm. So we're just blending. We're learning that. And we go from that point to then being able to pair your line work with solid fill. So then they get to do the line work and the solid fill. And then they get to do line work and gradation, which at that point means we're ready to start actually doing designs. Mm -hmm. So it's an entire section of just like, the these basics. sheets that look, yeah, that, are, yeah, that look sorry. super boring. They're just, we're playing footsie under the table apparently <laughs> right now. Um, and so, yeah, so it's just super basic stuff. And then you get to start having fun with art. But and not until you learn the basics. 
And it's just the same way that we teach kids how to write. We teach them by tracing and getting good at each element. And then you can start writing out sentences. Yeah, dude, you got to be able to like, I don't know, write neatly before you pull out a whole five page essay. Exactly. You know, like you don't get to have fun yet. Mm -hmm. It's a very, it's all very, like you said, the basics and like the basics are the boring part, but this is like where it all comes together. This is like all the, I can testify that like, I, I don't know, I came out of my apprenticeship ship like pretty pretty good mm-hmm. because I was like holy yeah. shit like all of those tiny little lessons if you take and like I don't know really exercise them and really utilize them and really pay attention to all of the small things all the boring stuff it's just like lifting yeah it's all the boring ass fucking stuff before you make the damn lift that like really yeah. makes it all come together so. well then it it means that like if you can't tattoo something mm-hmm. It's just because it's because something else because you have your fundamentals. So if you you no longer look at pieces and go, man, this is terrifying Mm -hmm. because then you're like, well, I know how to do good, clean lines. And you just check that off the box and you say, okay, I just need to do good, clean lines here. Mm -hmm. I know how to do solid fill. And you just knock through your solid fill. And you're like, I know how to do smooth blends. And so you can break down these pieces that seem to like, you know, the average person as an incredibly complex piece. But you just break it down by its lines, its solid fill. And it's shading. And that's it. So then from there, you're able to, like, tackle any piece. Mm -hmm. And then my last thing here is that then you basically start that whole process over again on the skin. So when she started (laughs) tattooing on the skin, Mm -hmm. I did her lines. Yeah. And it's much like when you're teaching kids how to draw on, like, on paper, how they work on coloring books first when they're kids. Mm -hmm. So I did her lines. She practiced solid fill and she would do the occasional little line. And then once she got her solid fill down, then I did her lines. She practiced shading. Mm -hmm. And then from there, she said, okay, I can do lines and then pair them with solid fill. Because when you pair them with solid fill, you're able to fix any lines. So it's just a solid design. And if the line isn't perfect, that's okay. Your solid fill can help fix that. Yeah. And then... It's lines and shading, which means that bitch is a full-ass tattoo artist. Boom. And, like, that really, like, that kind of, like, methodology allows you as a mentor to not have to necessarily worry about, like, I think I I touched up, like, one, one, maybe two pieces Mm -hmm. for her in her entire apprenticeship because she just didn't need it. And, like, she Mm -hmm. herself touched up very few pieces because they healed fine. Because she understood all the basics of it. And I think that's what, like, artists are missing is they jump ahead and say, here, here's a fucking drawing. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, again, it's all those little things mm-hmm. that come together. Uh, I, And I'm just going to say real, real quick, all these, again, boring tattoos that you're going to do, because none of them are, like, cool. And I shouldn't say cool, but, like, you know, like, for me, what I could draw. I could draw so much better than I could tattoo. And that's Mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be when you first start out. You have to dumb your designs down Mm -hmm. like crazy, like insanely in order. Because, again, these basics are where it all comes together. And it took me, like, I shouldn't say so long, but it takes a while for you to get to a point where you're good at tattooing enough to, like, compare with your actual art skills. It is the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest thing. (laughs) But just like with lifting, if you learn those fundamentals, even though it takes time in the beginning, then that means that, like, you're not looking at your artwork being like, fuck, I can't tattoo that. Because you know you've got all the basics down, so now you can just tattoo. So you don't look at any piece and you're not intimidated. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, we've worked with artists Mm -hmm. who cannot tattoo outside of a very small like area so like they only they specialize and I say that in quotations because I personally don't think it's specializing when you're not capable of doing other things yeah it's different if you're like trying to aim your career in a different direction and like just like you know emphasizing certain Mm -hmm. styles versus you're saying you're specializing it because it's the only thing you can do yeah and I think that like choosing a um style based off of like what you prefer versus based off of not being able to do other things is a huge difference and for me if you're going to apprentice someone the goal is that a they should be able to tattoo better than you that's always your goal it's just like if you're raising kids you want them to be more successful you want them to do better than you mm-hmm. and it's the same with like you why would you not set them up for success like you're kind of a dick if you're like meh i don't care yeah and then my personal my very last note on this mm-hmm. is that your apprenticeship does not end like for for the mentor your apprenticeship with this person does not end the moment they like graduate like when she got signed off as 
an apprentice when she was like, nope, full-fledged artist. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, all right, bitch, you're on your own. Fuck off. No. Don't ask me any more questions. Yeah. I literally asked her a question today. It was hilarious. I was tattooing my cousin, and I showed her this design. I was like, Gaia, what do you think of this? Should I, like... I'm thinking I'm just not going to tattoo the border, but, like, it's hard because it's not lining up. Like, give me your... Like, I, I always you know, go up to her and I'm like, give me your professional opinion while my client is standing right there. Mm-hmm. And my client's just like, oh shit, okay. We're getting a second yeah. opinion. And they love it, by the way. They love it. Um, and then Gaia gave me this face like, do you want me to be like, what did you say? You're like, do you want me to be honest? Yeah. And I was like, It was yeah. not an easy question. I was like, uh, yeah, please be, I asked you this question, please be honest. And I was worried for a second that she was going to say, you should probably redesign the whole thing. And she's like, it needs to be bigger. I'm like, oh, dang it. I knew it because I, I sized it down again. And she's like, no, I mean, like, it was a forearm piece turned into a whole sleeve. And it looks so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so lucky. I'm so happy I came up to you with that yeah. question. And I'm also really happy my cousin was down. <laughs> so shout out, Gaston. Thanks for getting a whole sleeve today. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Yep. It was just meant to be a huge design and it look and it fits perfectly and it the design does. is great. It's it's so. pretty damn dope. It's yeah. a portfolio piece for sure. So I'm really yep. excited about that. But yeah, um you don't you you know yeah. you Mm-mm. don't stop being a mentor. No, Even it's now. just like being a parent. Just because they left the house mm-hmm. does not mean you are not their parent anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that artists need to consider when taking on apprenticeships and like taking on anyone as an apprentice is that this is a lifetime obligation. Yeah, not just the legal side of like you taught this person, so you're kind of attached to them on that side because if they fucking fuck someone up that could depending on which state you are in if there's like legislation on that then that can come right back to you Mm -hmm. but on the fact that like you are responsible for bringing this person into this industry so therefore you don't quit when they graduate and if you do that's fine that's on you that's your parenting style if you're the type of dad that's just or the mom Mm -hmm. or the fucking parent whatever Mm -hmm. That says, hey, you turned 18, fuck off, I don't care. That's your choice. That's that, not my personal belief structure. Yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky. Yeah. I'm very lucky that I can, like, you know, ring her up. And by ring her up, I mean go over to the next booth. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, what do I do to What do I use to clean the top? That's it. It's very much that yeah. situation. I'm yeah. like, I need an opinion. Please help. And I do it all the time. It's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Damn, that was yeah. a good episode. I think we covered a lot. Yeah. A um, once again, if you have any questions whatsoever, please yeah. feel free to reach out. Um, we're going to hopefully next time we'll dig into a couple more questions mm-hmm. and then we'll probably just change subjects. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. It's our podcast. We'll see. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>